The NBA owners expose the haves and have-nots as the restart to the NBA season commences. It's time to sideline the agenda. And welcome to Sideline the Agenda, sports podcasting done right. My name is Scott. With me is Kevin KCP. And of course, Chris is in the house. Financial turmoil is brewing in the NBA and many of its owners, while a few, such as billionaire Los Angeles Clippers owner Steve Ballmer and Brooklyn Nets majority owner Joseph Tsai, have uh, profited massively from the coronavirus lockdown. Many other owners are losing big. Um, I'm going to start with you, Chris. Uh, It's a very interesting story, uh, given that the uh, NBA supports outspoken individuals, um, players and coaches openly endorsing democratic socialist policies and social causes that seek to level the playing field. Uh, Do you think that the NBA should make the rich owners redistribute their wealth uh, to the other owners and put their money where their mouth is? Yeah, wouldn't that be uh, totally ironic? Yeah, due to the the lockdown, and let us not forget, what was the NBA leading the charge in? That was the shutdown. They were the first major sports organization, really the first major organization to, to say, that's it. We're done. We've got two players that tested positive. We're going to shut everything down. And pretty much everything else followed suit after that. We started having governors shut down states. So it is pretty ironic that due to that lockdown and due to the current crisis with, with uh, coronavirus, you've got a couple owners that have massively, massively increased their wealth. And then we've got some other owners because they're in different types of industries that are really starting to hurt. And uh, there's even word that some organizations like, say, the Warriors, for example, they really rely a lot on their attendance gate, which can be up to five million per game. You're not getting any fans at all for the foreseeable future, not only for this season, but who knows, it might even be for next season as well. So they're in a position to where they might have to start borrowing. They might have to start borrowing big. So wouldn't it be it be completely ironic that we have an outspoken MBA pushing all these social causes, let's level the playing field, we should all be on even footing, complete utopian communist talking points. And you've got these massively wealthy owners Shouldn't they give some money to the other owners? Shouldn't the NBA, hey, everyone be on an even playing field? What did we see with the last CBA, the last collective bargaining agreement? We saw all these years of major uh, cities basically running the NBA, like the Los Angeles Lakers, for example. They've got the big market. So the CBA wanted to really level the playing field. They put caps on salaries. They put incentives to make superstars stay in small market teams so that those teams could still be competitive. But what we're going to see now is we've got some teams that are so flush with cash, like cash, like the the Clippers and the Brooklyn Nets, because their owners are are two of the owners that are massively profiting. Steve Ballmer, uh, majority shareholder in Microsoft, his stock has just gone through the roof. He's worth like 60, 70 billion now. Uh, the other one from uh, the Brooklyn Nets uh, sold shares from Alibaba, and he he from that sell took home like 13 billion alone. Um, so yeah, wouldn't these guys uh, be able to give some money to some of those other uh, owners throughout the league, help them compete. But we're going to see the Clippers 
dominate for years to come because they can actually pay guys. They can give lengthy contracts. They can have the security. Players are going to want to go there because they know my check ain't going to bounce. Uh, same thing with the Nets. We're going to see some other teams that maybe we haven't seen competitive in a while. If their owners are doing well, they're going to start to be able to compete. And this is going to drastically alter the landscape of the NBA uh, just strictly because of financial issues, just because of the lockdown. And yeah, well, are these guys going to put their money where their mouth is? Are they really, really uh, following these these slogans, these bumper sticker slogans? Are they really about that or are they really about the money? And that's what it uh, we point out here. That's what we, we point out with this agenda. It's really about the money. This whole China fiasco that's been going on with the NBA for for the past several years it's all about the money they even had corruption and uh apparently coaches beating kids over in some nba camps in china it's where they've had to shut it down and they said they're losing like 400 million uh because of that so the the nba is going to start getting it you know where it hurts in, in the dollars uh, a lot of these other owners there's going to be some pushback especially once they see the ratings aren't coming in because of this BLM agenda, this socialist agenda, this having their their outspoken uh, coaches and players that are endorsing this type of, of propaganda. And, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. We're not saying you can't have a political opinion, but that's on you as a person, not an entire organization that's supposed to be unifying everyone behind a sport. You're a sport. You're the National Basketball Association. You deal with basketball what are you doing trying to lecture people on social issues uh, i mean I, I see you can try to get the word out but maybe be a little bit more careful about what you try to get the word out with not over some issues that are incredibly divisive and have alternate agendas behind them so yeah let's uh put your money where the mouth is uh S steve balmer and uh and Cy from the Nets, you've guys got almost 100 billion amongst you. Maybe you could help out some of those other owners and they can stay competitive and they can pay some of those players to make their teams more competitive. But you don't want to do that because you want to pay those players because you want to be the ones winning the championships, right? You want to be the ones that are dominating. So you talk all socialist, you, you talk all utopian, but really you're capitalist because uh, that's what makes your organization great. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't wish any harm on any of the owners that are struggling. I don't wish any harm on any of the owners that are doing well. That's what happens in the in the economy. And we've seen all these winners and losers uh, because of this lockdown. But we don't like seeing winners and losers getting picked by those that are in charge, by the higher-ups saying that we're only going to allow these people to work and not these other people to work, these smaller businesses, because of whatever reason you want to you want to give so it, it is nice to see that those that are those uh really wealthy owners they're not above the fray of what's going on to everyday people and it, it probably hasn't quite hit them yet you know we've got the the new nba restart about to to pick up again um but we're definitely going to see a major impact in the NBA for, for probably several years to come. And you're going to see some of these other teams, like the Clippers, for example, that are known for being uh, bottom feeders or in the cellar of the NBA. And you might start seeing them dominate. And other teams like the Warriors that were flush with cash and were just dominating for the last five years, six years, 
you know, they might start to take a little bit of tumble, but they still got some good players on their on their uh, their uh, roster right now. But we'll see. Can they pay players in the future? Can they get guys to come there in the future? It, it's going to really shake up the NBA for, for years to come. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Steve Ballmer acquiring the uh, the forum with plans to build uh, down the street, I suppose, for a, a new stadium for the Clippers. Um, also, uh, uh, Josai uh, having the... Um, the the ability to cash out so much stock in in Alibaba, with rumors that he was going to buy a portion of the Mets, but apparently that's not necessarily going to be the case. Um, you know how about that? I mean, the, the, you got a family owned Lakers uh, who are admittedly struggling. Um, originally, they had uh, applied for relief from the federal government, and then I guess ultimately ended up sending that back. Uh, what do you think about that, Kevin? Should uh, the NBA owners, in essence, practice what they preach, put their money where their mouth is, and maybe spread the wealth a bit when it comes to supporting uh, some of these franchises in these struggling areas? Yeah, it's such a funny thing, huh? It's almost like um, the hypocrites will come out when the lights shone on them. Um, let's not forget, China's been in coo- uh, excuse me, NBA has been in cahoots with China for a long time. Seems like they're taking notes. Uh, seems like they're trying to bring some of what they learned from China into the NBA. It wouldn't be uh, surprising to me at all if it's something that uh, that's almost expected from NBA owners all of a sudden to share their wealth. Um, and it wouldn't be surprising that NBA would be the one leading the charge. Uh, it's almost like we should be calling the NBA the NBAC, the National Basketball Association Communists. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what we're seeing right now. And I would be happy. I'd be more than happy to see where that would take them. I really would. I think it would take them down to the gutter, down to the the. I, I think they will go broke pretty dang soon because I know for dang sure ain't it no owner is going to be sharing their profit with other owners. They might hand them a loan with some interest mm. on top of that, but that is not uh, the same as sharing. We all know that. And then not only not only speaking about uh, just just the owners, but what about the players? Are you going to be playing the, the, the players now, all evenly sa- uh, salaries across the board? I highly doubt that that's going to fly in the NBA with all these players and these big-headed um, prima donnas that we see on the court nowadays. So uh, it, it's very interesting. I know that uh, what, what China... Uh, what Chris was alluding to that town in China that they uh, that they stopped doing business with um, that league that they had over there due to the uh, accusations that was coming out of that league um, that was almost like an, an eye opener. Like, I mean, come on, should have been cut ties. Um, it, it, this has been going on for a while now, and um, it, it, it had to take actual video uh, for us to get our heads screwed on straight. Um, not only the chaos that's going on in Hong Kong and, and China and, and, you know, where that happened earlier in the, in the year. So uh, this is an interesting thing. Uh, I, I would be happy to see where it goes, but we live in a capitalist Chris, what do you state. think about that? Where, where, where do you think it will go regarding uh, you know, viewership and, and ownership and the challenges of, of that? And, and more specifically, with with these certain owners who have this immense amount of wealth, will this flip the power dynamic in both the East and the West of the NBA? Yeah, I think Kevin made a good point. Wouldn't the, the, it be typical of the NBA to try to pretty much lead the socialist charge in having their owners have to redistribute their wealth? But as he said, the buck stops here, if, if, if you want to put it like that, the, the big bucks. 
these guys are uh, not going to be giving their cash away like that. Uh, so again, they're, they're put your money where your mouth is, but we'll see. I'll believe it when I when it actually happens. Um, but again, yeah, this is definitely going to alter the landscape of the NBA. We're going to see these teams that have owners that are really well off right now that have taken advantage of this lockdown. Where we're fortunate enough to be in industries that profited off of this. You know, they're going to be the powerhouses uh, for the foreseeable future. And Los Angeles, you know, it's it's probably going to flip. You know, the Lakers are they have a good squad right now. They they're going to have that whole reputation and legacy. But we've already seen in recent years the Clippers are kind of the destination landing spot, and uh, it's definitely going to continue to be that way because, again, you don't have to worry about where that money's coming from with that owner. He's uh, got enough to own basically every team in the yeah, NBA. That's, that's the <laughs> truth, isn't it? I mean, isn't that funny that there can very well be a day where the Clippers are the uh, the destination in the West, and and the uh, the Los Angeles Lakers are somewhat of a, the doormat of 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 uh, of the National Basketball Association. It seems like that's 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 the uh, um, the canary in the coal mine regarding uh, the end of time. <laughs> yeah. Well. I guess the pigs are going to fly. Yeah, absolutely. Soon. How about this? Uh, one last thing. Uh, of course, uh, WNBA players making noise a couple of days ago when they all walked off during the national anthem. Um, of course, there's social uh, issues that may immediately be attached to that. But what had really been talked about before was the lack of compensation that each player gets in comparison to your typical NBA player. Do you think that there will also be an agenda down the road where, say, if certain wealthy owners and even players um, are having to share the wealth for the league, shouldn't they also share the wealth in regards to equality, um, whether that's gender equality uh, uh, and, and the WNBA and, and pick up the slack a little bit more than they do? I, I believe the NBA already gives about $10 million um, to the WNBA, the NBA, that is. Um, do, do you think that that should be uh, an agenda that, uh, you know, talking about putting your money where your mouth is, where um, they, the NBA steps it up this way, Kevin? uh sure but i i this that it's just not in the cards i i don't understand uh the concept of of get, aiding aiding a wnba that is obviously uh haven't hasn't been able to successfully entertain the, the masses uh and and having uh the and wa uh rosters walk off the court during the anthem as a publicity stunt uh to be able to obtain more viewerships to uh, maybe to uh pull in more crowds so they could start uh uh entertaining uh more people maybe bring you know bring more them uh you know bring them more right. profit uh it, it seems like a uh, a failed antic uh that uh, they tried and it just it came out uh, looking more disrespectful than um, uh, something that a lot of people can support. So uh, they would have to in, 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 a, in a sense where, I mean, who is going to watch the WNBA? Well, the funny now? thing is it came across girlish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very, Didn't very. It? Uh, how about you, Chris? Do you think do you think they should uh, uh, step it up and uh, share the share the funds uh, with the, the Women's National Basketball League? Oh, God, I seriously hope not. I mean, in this uh, world of bailouts, I guess, uh, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they try to prop them up. But this is supposed to be, hey, if you're good, 
that people are going to come, the revenue is going to be there. You can't bail out everything that's that's a failure. It's a failure for a reason, and it needs to fail so that they can figure out why. And if they want to come back and improve things, then they'll be that much better off for it. But this is not a nation that's supposed to be bailing people out because nobody wants to watch you. Be more entertaining. Maybe don't be so disrespectful. Maybe have your uh, your players go out there and actually salute the flag. I mean, be patriotic. You might get more interest that way, but just to play off the hate, to play off all of the divisiveness right now, to not only kneel, but just to walk off the court, it's just so incredibly ignorant and disrespectful and unappreciative of where you are and the opportunity that is literally at your feet out there on that court. I mean, try going and having a WNBA in Iran or in Turkey or in some of these other nations. It's not going to happen, not only because they just don't have the ability to have a league like that, but women are not first-class citizens in a lot of these countries. So maybe uh, open your eyes, uh, reassess your worldview, see all the, the privileges that you have in this country to where you can go out and play a damn sport to make a living. I mean, get real. Yeah, they should not be propped up. That's right. And uh, speaking of opening one's eyes, we would like you to join the agenda with us sideline the agenda by uh, subscribing to our videos on YouTube and uh, also following us on uh, the, the, the crap rag Twitter and uh, at, at sideline agenda. And of course you can follow us on uh, parlor and Instagram on sideline at sideline the agenda there. Okay. Moving on with more NBA. Of course, the uh, national basketball is set to return Thursday, July 30th inside the ESPN wide world of sports complex inside Disney world. There's a lot of mouse over that entire sentence just then. Um, it's in Orlando, Florida, as you know, and the best of 22 of the league's 30 teams will play eight games to finish the regular season. From these, the top seven teams in each conference will advance with the final eight seed in each conference being determined by a potential play-in tournament before the traditional 16-team playoff. The 22 teams invited to Orlando for the restart includes the 16 teams that would have currently qualified for um, the uh, playoffs, and then there's six additional teams as well, and I want to bring those up right now, a uh, list of the entire teams from the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference, uh, six teams that are, uh, uh, that are six games or fewer from the eighth and final playoff seed in their respective conference. As you see the team, or excuse me, that's, that's not right. Those are uh, players. Um, <laughs> players there's a player sitting, sitting out. out. There's a lot of hand. There's a handful. There's a, there's a ton of players that are sitting out regarding. Did they all catch yeah, a corona. Did. They all got the virus. <laughs> yeah. I think the, the nets, they're not playing at yeah, all. So that's, that's, <laughs> I know those guys are going to be true. in there. So a little technical difficulty uh, there, but uh, nonetheless, uh, we wanted to bring that up and um, just kind of wanted to get some of your guys' thoughts and some of your predictions in regards to this uh, format. First and foremost, let's start with that. How about you, Chris, if you don't mind? Do you like the uh, the, the restart format that the NBA has come up with during these challenging times? Well, I mean, speaking of the Nets, it would be nice to see if they could actually compete in this with the, the squad that they they could run out there. They would have a serious shot. But yeah. given the regular season, they, they didn't really qualify to be even close to the playoffs. So 
I can see what they're doing. And yeah, it makes sense, you know, just get the teams that were actually going to make the playoffs in there because the regular season was almost over anyway. And then you're going to give those teams on the fringe that were kind of close, you're going to give them a shot. It's really looking like they really want the New Orleans Pelicans to make mm. it. I mean, the remaining schedule that they had to begin with was already easy, you know, as as those standards go. So they're not only got an easy remaining schedule to try and make the playoffs, but they also have that extra opportunity to play the eighth seed to where if they can beat them twice, they're mm. in, whereas the eighth seed only has to beat them once. So they really want Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson is the new LeBron James. I'm just saying that right now. The NBA really wants this guy to be the new face. Once LeBron starts sailing off into the sunset these next few years, it's going to take Zion a couple years, but he's already being groomed to be that that new face. So they would love to have Zion Williamson, the New Orleans Pelicans, to make the playoffs, which honestly, I, I wouldn't mind that either. I would like to see that. That would be pretty entertaining, especially because it would most likely be a number one seed Lakers versus right. the number eight seed Pelicans. So you've not only got the old school LeBron versus the new school Zion, but you've also got Hey, all those guys on the Pelicans, a lot of those young kids were on the Lakers last year. That's right. So you get that whole dynamic going, which which would be good. It would be good for the NBA, but we'll see what happens. So uh, the format, yeah, I can't really knock the format too much. It's, it's looking like they're making the best out of a bad situation. Uh, should be pretty interesting going forward. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that would be very interesting to see the Pelicans and the Lakers and and all of those old players that, uh, in essence, LeBron was responsible for getting out of Los Angeles. Um, how about you, Kevin? Yeah. Do you like the uh, you like the format the the NBA's come up with? Uh, yeah. So far, uh, the format seems fair. Uh, you put the teams in there and and uh, let them fight for that you know that a seed. Uh, Pelicans do look good. Uh, I, I don't, I don't suspect they're going to go very far. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, they will be probably facing a a top seed that will take them out uh, pretty quickly. Um, but it's some good competition. I'm glad that he started. It's a little bit late. Um, all of us are not really used to the NBA playing at this time of the year. Uh, but with that being said, NBA playoffs um, really can't beat it. I mean, any kind of uh, heightened sport where you get all these you know, big teams and these big time players all staying in the same atmosphere, in the same environment, uh, staying in the same location. Uh, we should be seeing some chippiness out there. Mm-hmm. We will be seeing some people, you know, getting very aggressive and maybe with there's no audience, we might be hearing a lot of smack talking. So uh, it should be interesting when we've never seen playoffs like this before. So uh, what, wh- where would we go from here? You know, it's only going to get bigger and better as, as this playoffs progress and it'll get a little more, uh, there will be a lot more going into it. Maybe other people caught Corona. Maybe they get suspended and so on and so forth. It will be a dynamic playoff. So we have to strap in, put our seatbelt on and, and kind of go for Absolutely. the ride. Uh, do, do I like the format? Uh, the first, what, eight games, yeah. right? The first eight games. Uh, that seems kind of silly uh, to me. I would much rather just have them kind of like just fix the teams and, and oh you mean just it, like start straight up like playoffs and here we go yeah. yeah yeah why waste time like eight games for what because they're out of shape or to decide the eighth seed just pick the right. eighth seed and let's go you know um 
everyone should be rusty it should be rusty all, all across the board so um the format to me could be better i would rather just go straight straight for the jugular but um, they want to prolong this thing and, and stretch it out. We're already in um, close to August already. So. Yeah, we're just right around the corner. I mean, yeah, I was watching some of it the other day, and and uh, they were doing the you know the pre preseason restart, <laughs> the, the the preseason to the restart, and uh, I gotta say, I actually quite enjoyed it. Uh, I I like the aspect that you didn't have. I didn't miss the audience. I'll just say that you know, for whatever that's worth, like I I really didn't miss the audience at all. I loved the the intimacy of of feeling, even though I don't know that you were really closer to the court. It just it just felt like I don't know. It felt a little bit like March Madness to me. Um, I don't know for whatever that's worth. So uh, kind of looking over that list uh, that I that I unfortunately couldn't bring up, guys. What did you think about in regards to your potential picks of of uh, Western Conference um, finals? So l- l- how about that? We'll we'll do Western Conference. Start with you, Chris. Who would be your two picks for who's going to end up in the Western Conference Finals? Uh, I've got to say that the finals in the West are coming through L.A. It's going to be L.A. versus L.A. Yeah, I hear that. Uh, Clippers, Lakers. Um, Clippers mm, probably won't catch them for the one seed, so Lakers should have home court. Um, but if i got to pick this one, this is going to be a pretty tight matchup. Starters seem to be pretty even, um, but top to bottom, I'm liking the Clippers roster a little bit better. I'm liking their tenacity, their defensive toughness a little bit better. Uh, Also, not having Avery Bradley for the Lakers definitely hurts on the defensive end. You know, they got a couple other guys, uh, but they can't really contribute too much defensively like Bradley did. Um, In the first couple meetings, it was... uh, Danny Green had a big game in the first meeting. He had like seven threes, and they lost. Uh, the second meeting, uh, I believe it was Kuzma had a big game, and the Lakers lost. And then the third game, Bradley had a big game. He had like six or seven threes, and they won. Uh, but every game came down pretty much to the wire, came down to the fourth quarter. And the playoffs, I mean, is yeah, I guess you could say LeBron is going to take it up another notch, but don't forget who's on the other side. You got the, the last finals MVP and Kawhi Leonard, I like their roster better. I think that they're going to be able to pull it out in six, maybe seven, but I'm I'm thinking probably six. I'm going with the Clippers making it to the finals out of the West. Yeah, I hear that. I mean, these are it's really hard to not go with the two LA teams. I mean, looking over this uh, the list here, and, and and Kevin brought up a really interesting point, and it does really to me come down to the wild card, like who is going to catch coronavirus. <laughs> I hate to say it, but yeah. like like that's a true possibility. Like who's going to end up having to be benched or or quarantined rather? Who's who's who else is going to go out and get chicken wings? You know, at a strip club. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like like and, and looking over the list, it, that could severely affect the results. And that I I I don't know. I just have this feeling like it's going to be some random team. Like it's going to be like the Dallas Mavs uh, in the finals. You know, uh, uh, going against. I'm not going to go as far as saying like the Orlando Magic, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised if like Toronto finds its way back. Kevin, how about you? Let's go Western Conference again. If you had to pick two teams for the uh, who you think is going to end up in the Western Com- Conference Championships. Uh, championship game uh who would that be and why yeah so yeah let's 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 point out the fact here the western conference finals 
is the finals. That is like the, the team that's going to take it all. Um, I don't care who has the best record, but I do believe that it will be a LA showdown. It will be um, a heightened, most intensive uh, playoffs. Maybe that we've, have never ever seen uh should be interesting and uh i I am picking the lakers to come on top i do like clippers their bench Uh, i think they're pretty deep and they they are very defensive um orientated team which is awesome uh which also leads to uh championships however um anthony davis is a matchup nightmare i don't see anybody stopping him uh lebron taking it up the court dishing it out and kicking it i mean ad should be your center focus like scotty pippen had mentioned uh a a couple days or last week sometime um he's your matchup nightmare he's gonna be the one to to take you to the to the gold and um and i I see i see the lakers coming together and and doing it for kobe because that's what the doing it for kobe i see that and i i appreciate that ad unfortunately i think he might miss a couple of games because of injury to his eye i believe that's a good point okay let's move on to eastern conference so chris uh what would be your thoughts regarding who you would pick uh for the eastern conference finals game yeah, just real quick back to the West. If Lou Williams goes to any more uh, wing excursions to uh, some strip clubs, I'm sticking with the Lakers because Lou Williams is one of the main reasons why the I think the Clippers are slightly going to be over the top of the Lakers. That's a good but point. Anthony Davis for sure. Uh, yeah, if if, they, if AD can rise up and be the man, then they're going to be tough to beat. But in the East, it, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to come down to Milwaukee, uh, the Bucks with uh, Giannis, who's going to be MVP, I think. And I'm picking Toronto to meet them. I think the experience they had last year is going to take them a long way. But without Kawhi there to be that Giannis stopper, I don't think they'll be able to stop him this time. I'm going Milwaukee to meet the Clippers in the yeah, finals. Yeah, I hear that. The Greek freak is uh, something uh, to be dealt with and, and a phenomenon. And I actually think who will be the next LeBron James if we're going to to have to compare him to somebody. Um, how about you, Kevin? What are your thoughts in regards to the Eastern Conference? Oh, it's going to be a green machine showdown. This is going to be white and green. It's going to be the Bucks versus the Celtics. Okay. And who takes that is whoever can play better defense. Um, yes, the Greek freak is a beast. That is correct. But if you have the Celtics, who you have Brown, if you have Tatum, if they if they come out and they play good ball, um, I don't, I, I'm thinking the Celtics might take it. They might come out of the East and surprise everybody. They might play, in, and if, if Gordon is playing good, then I, I, I'm taking the Celtics out of the East. Yeah, I hear that. It's, it is funny, though, getting back to what Chris was saying, you know, with all the uh, COVID, uh, uh, the players out because of COVID, and, and the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets seemed like they were almost just built for this, uh, um, you know, small tournament play. But uh, I don't know. To me, too, it feels like this thing's almost built or being built for, for LeBron, in my opinion. Uh, to 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 keep him in the uh, the the Michael Jordan conversation, he wants this so bad, he needs this so bad. Um, we're all aware of that. Okay, so then if you had to pick, yeah, that is the that agenda is, behind the scenes for sure. Sideline, you know, it. it's a good, it's yeah. fair, it's a fair thing to bring up because I think that want and desire is going to be a massive thing here because you're you're taking all these players and you're having them move into the NBA bubble down in Orlando. Uh, you know those guys just want to get out. They just want to eat chicken wings. They just want to do their thing. They want to go to the club. You know that, that's after at first. I'm sure it's a lot of fun, but after a while, it's it's just like get me out of here. 
but you have somebody like LeBron James who is chomping at the bit and just thinking, man, this is going to keep me keep me in that Michael, that MJ uh, category. So, Chris, <laughs> I'm going to go to you. Um, if you had to pick for the uh, NBA uh, champion, who would it be? What team's your pick? Yeah, well, I mean, just real quick back to LeBron. I mean, this has been the ship that he's been steering for years and years and years, trying to chase the ghost of MJ. Because he knows that that ship has sailed in 2011. It sailed. It's gone. He can't catch it. Even though he went to all these consecutive finals after that, and you failed in almost all of them, it, it's gone. You're you're not Michael. You never will be. Even if you won three more, you would be six and six. You six and zero. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you've got as many losses as he has victories, and he has no losses. It's it's sailed. You're not ever going to be that. And he thinks that if he can get this one, even though it's going to have an asterisk next to him and it's not going to convince any of the LeBron doubters, um, he really thinks if he can get this one that he's got nothing else to argue. He's done it on three different teams in two conferences that he's the man and no one will ever be able to tell him different, even though it's a lie. He's trying to gaslight you before it even happens, which I got news for you. It's not going to happen. He's going to get beat this year. And, I mean, I've been a Laker fan pretty much my whole life, uh, just to throw that out there to all you. So, you know, there's a big part of me that would love to see a Celtics-Lakers matchup and see the Lakers tie up the Celtics with, uh, you know, most all-time wins as, as a franchise goes. But just the, the whole narrative that LeBron is somehow as good or better than Jordan if he wins this one, it's not true. He would only have four. He would be four and six and – He's really lucky to have one of those thanks to Ray Allen jumping ship from the Celtics to the the Heat and hit that that dagger three to keep them alive in that one series and uh, I believe that was 2012. Um, I think I think he yeah, thinks it keeps him in the conversation. Well, I think he thinks that he is better than. I mean, I think the narcissist LeBron James thinks that he's the greatest thing on the face of the earth. It's it's not yeah, about yeah. a matter of what he thinks. I think that he also knows that he needs this to just keep him in the conversation. And, yeah, and so I agree absolutely. 100% with what you're saying. So irregardless, though, who's your pick to to uh, win the finals? Who's your I'm going, if, if my pick is the Clippers versus the Bucks. Uh, Bucks are probably going to have home court, but it doesn't mean anything with this these current situation that you've got no crowd you're not traveling it's all going to be on right. the same course it the home court doesn't matter so who's got the better lineup who's more battle tested who's got those guys they've got the experience i mean milwaukee had a pretty decent run last year but you got the defending champ uh mvp finals mvp on the clippers uh you got paul george that has made some pretty good playoff runs you've, you've got a lot of uh, solid vets up and down. I'm, I'm picking the Clippers to take out the Bucks. Kawhi Leonard was able to stop that freight train of Giannis last year. The Raptors were able to build that wall. I think they'll be able to do it again. He's improved his outside shooting slightly, but you're going to win and lose off that three-pointer from Giannis. I, I don't think you're going to win off of that in a seven-game series. So I'm picking Clippers in six. All right, Clippers in six. How about you, Kevin? What's your thoughts? First time ever. Clippers are going to win it. First time ever. First time ever. Well, it's true, right? And that one will it's have be the first time for something, everything. 
And people yeah. are going to argue about that forever, like how that doesn't even count. That's it's that's it's an right. interesting point. How about you, Kevin? What are your thoughts? I'm gonna say it, fellas. I got the purple and gold taking this one. We are coming down to take the gold. There will be a parade again in LA. And yes, we have to accept this. LeBron's gonna win another champ. He's gonna win another chip. He's gonna have four. Does that make you better than Michael Jordan? Not even close. You're not e- you're not even in the discussion, man. Does that make you better than Kobe? God no. You're not even in the discussion. Does that make you better than Bill Russell? No. You're not even in the discussion. But it makes you it gives you a little more credit that you came to LA, you came to the West, and you were able to win a championship. It gives you a little bit more credit. It it maybe boops you up there to about five, six of, you know, player of all time. Uh, that's the way I see it. You have a lot to prove. Yes, you are desperate. You're in your back's against the wall. And, and you know you have to produce. This is your time. Kobe passed away earlier. What do the fans want the most? There's LA fans. There's Laker fans everywhere, all over the country. And everybody wants you to, to get this together and win one, not just for you, because we've had enough of LeBron. I, I've had an, Everyone's had enough of LeBron. But win one for Kobe because he and this city needs it. Purple wow, I think he's completely incapable of winning for. I mean, he, I think he'll say that he won it for Kobe, but uh, that'll be <laughs> like he did it for Kobe. That'll be. <laughs> oh man, yeah, the whole LeBron Kobe thing. LeBron has spent his entire career jealous of Kobe because he's known Kobe has been better than him this entire All day. time. So LeBron was on the Olympics team that lost. Let's not forget that in 2004, they got the bronze as well as Tim Duncan. Cause some people try to put Tim Duncan ahead of Kobe for some crazy reason, insane reason. Um, <laughs> it's a Kobe to close out that game against uh, Spain. Let's not forget that. And then uh, yeah, Kobe won back to back after that. And uh, you know, after his Achilles went out, he was never quite the same, but skill wise on the court, there's no comparison uh, in my mind and to lots of basketball fans' minds that LeBron has never been on Kobe's level. But, you know, no we can brainer. have that argument another day. No brainer. I'm just going to go crazy. This will make me feel if, – if it, if it does happen, it will make me look like a freaking genius. I'm, I'm just going to go with the uh, the Mavs and the uh, Philadelphia 76ers, and I'm, I'm going with the Mavs. The Mavs oh. and the Mavs oh. and six. <laughs> go to Vegas with hey, that man. one. <laughs> anything can happen. We got this pandemic on, baby, 18. and anything can happen. That's true. LeBron That's gets true. COVID. It's over. Yeah. Or Anthony Davis. Yeah, That's I know. I was going to say, COVID. let's be real. Really Anthony Davis. He's, he's the big one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lakers win it. It's going to be because of Anthony Davis just goes That's ham. true. That's, that's All right, moving on. We're going to go true. to a fair foul. We're going to throw a couple of uh, topics, uh, hot, hot news items off the press uh, to you guys and get your quick takes on them. So let's go ahead and get started. We're going to do Steelers defensive end. Stefan Tuitt says that he won't kneel for the national anthem and screw anybody who has a problem with this. I'm going to start with you, Chris. Is this fair or foul? This is totally fair. This is awesome. We need a whole lot more of this. Thank you very much. Thank you. Totally Absolutely. fair. Absolutely. How about you, Kevin? What do you think? Fair or foul? You couldn't be any more American at this moment. So uh, much respect. Thank you for speaking out. Um, who cares about what people got to say? You do that, and you'll get a lot of respor- uh, support all throughout the country. So, uh, 
uh, that's absolutely fair, fair. I mean, of course, he mentioned his uh, immigrant mother being the main um, influence, the, the reason why he won't, seeing what she had to go through and everything, the reason why she, he, he will never or won't kneel. Okay, uh, moving on. Greg Popovich uh, says critics of the Black Lives Movement are just ignorant. What do you think there, Chris? Fair or foul? This is totally foul. Who do you think you are, dude, talking down to all these other people, you pompous, elitist, just so typical of the NBA that, oh, if you don't think like we think, you must be dumb. You must be ignorant. Because obviously, if you knew anything, you would think like me because I'm so smart. I'm God's gift to basketball. Uh, Totally foul. He's an educated man. Okay, how about you, Kevin? What do you think, fair or foul? We all know Black Lives Matter. Most people understand that and realize that. So this, I've said this before. It's like saying the sun is hot, cancer is bad. We already know this. We don't have to go around sh- sh- shouting it and chanting it. So if you're sitting there telling other people are ignorant because they're not on the bandwagon, what does that make you? Well, it's, it's contributing more to the agenda, really, <laughs> that the fact that people aren't realizing that Black Lives Matters is an actual political movement and are just claiming that it's strictly a slogan, which we all know is not true. Okay, moving on. Uh, comeback fight, Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones. Kevin, I'm going to start with you. Is this fair or foul? Man, fan favorite, Mike Tyson back in the ring. He has been posting videos of him punching, uh, punching, uh, punching bags, and he looks good. I tell you, he's 54. This is something that I don't, I have to admit that I would like to see him get in the ring and knock the shit out of uh, Roy Jones Jr. Because I do believe that that's what's going to happen. However, it's an eight um, round exhibition fight. So I wouldn't expect so many, uh, I wouldn't expect a lot of lightning in the ring here. I think they're going to dance a little bit and then kind of laugh uh, their way to the bank. Uh, they, it's, it's time for a paycheck. But I'm going to say fair because fan favorite Mike Tyson, I want to see you knock him Roy out. Jones wants to make this exhibition uh, fight uh, entertaining, but uh, also acknowledges the fact that Mike Tyson might just uh, flip a switch. What do you think here, Chris Fairfowl? Yeah, I'm kind of torn. I want to, I'm pretty close to the chalk on this, but I'm going foul. What are you guys doing? You guys are, what are you, 54? What are you doing out there boxing? You guys should be cradling your grandkids in your arms. What are you doing going out there trying to throw blows, trying to fight another man for money? You should be beyond this. This is totally foul. You stay retired. Bench is clear as Dodgers Joe Kelly throws behind uh, Astros Alex Bregman taunts Carlos Carrera. What do you think here, Kevin? Is this fair or foul? You know what? I call it fair. Uh, he threw it behind uh, Bregman's uh, back uh, a batter or two before, and I was watching this game, and really, he was getting mouthed off by Carrera, who actually happened to struck out. So, And he was making his way back to the bench and yelling at Kelly and Kelly was yelling things back. So I call it fair. It's part of the game. Uh, tough luck, dude. You struck yeah, out. Tensions definitely between the Dodgers and the Astros. Chris, what do you think? Is this fair or foul by Kelly? This is totally foul. Kelly was on the Red Sox team that got cheated by the Astros. Now he's on the Dodgers team that got cheated by the Astros. These guys have a reputation of being caught cheating their way to the World Series. They should get chin music every game, no matter who they're playing. Chin music, and they're very lucky that there's no fans out there because they would be hearing it from the fans every single game. Totally fair. You cheat, this is what you get. Okay, I'm glad you made that correction because originally you said it was foul. All right, moving on. Chargers' Joey Bosa (laughs) agrees to an extension to five years 
for $135 million, which makes him like one of the highest defensive ends in the league. Isn't that correct? Okay, so Chris, what do you think? Is this fair or foul by the Los Angeles Chargers? What position does this guy play? He's defense? He's getting a contract like that? I mean, <laughs> totally foul. This is way too much. He's a great player, of course, but that looks like quarterback money, man. That's that's. Well, he totally surpasses foul. Miles Garrett and also Khalil Mack. So, uh, Kevin, what do you think, fair or foul? I was just going to say, how many touchdowns does this man score? How many points is he putting up for the Chargers? Because they need points. They need to win games. $135 to to, to sack million. the quarterback. $135 oh, would be great. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. $135 million for uh, – I'm going to call this foul here, guys. He's a good player. He He's definitely worth a, a decent contract and definitely worth uh, the commitment of having him stay there. But that's a little – you're paying Quick question. If you talk to five foul. people on the street and just – just ask him who Joey Bosa is. Do you think you'd get an answer from anybody, Chris? Yeah, unless they're ardent Charger or NFL fans and mainly Charger fans. Kevin. No. Yeah, they might say he's a rapper. <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> All right, last one here. Lamar Jackson says he's still hoping Ravens will sign Antonio Brown. Chris, what do you think? Is this fair or foul on uh, Jackson's part? I'm saying this is completely fair. Uh, why wouldn't you want this guy? He's one of the best receivers in the league, even though he played a little bit last year. He's still got you know some good years left in him. Last I checked, he's not convicted of any crime, and you're still uh, innocent until proven guilty in this country. So, totally fair. Two words, head case, just my thoughts. Kevin, fair or foul? Yeah, absolutely, head case for sure. But I'm gonna agree with Chris here. This is fair. Uh, give him, give him some, uh, some key uh, playmakers on that team. Like he already doesn't have enough already. But uh, if you want an addition of that head case on your team, then go for it, dude. That's what you want. Go for it. Fair. All right. Okay. Well, there you have it. Thank you so much, everybody. That will do it for us. Uh, this has been Sidelighting the Agenda, the podcast exposing the woke sports culture, both on and off the field. My name is Scott. With me is Kevin and Chris. Be, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. And follow us on Parlor, Twitter, and Instagram. And, um, yeah, thanks so much for, for watching us and what we do. And uh, we'll see you guys next time on Sideline the Agenda. Sports. Hit those likes. Subscribe.